0: I don't have any kind of degree or bachelor's or MBA. I barely made it out of high school. I know Mm -hmm. it's similar for you, right? Mm -hmm. The best lessons you can get as an entrepreneur, do you either want to come out of a four-year education with $200,000 debt, or do you want to take $200,000 and learn in the trenches? Hey, friends, Bedros Koulian here. Welcome to another episode of the Empire Podcast. And this is a special one because it's another inside look. And today we have my dear friend and one of the coolest cats I know, Randall Pitch, founder and CEO of LiveFit. Randall, what's up?
1: What's up, man? How are you, buddy? Good,
0: good. Thanks for coming and joining us, first and foremost. So, what we do with the inside look here at Empire is we take an entrepreneur like you and go, how did he start? what is he doing what was his secrets what failures can we avoid that he's had what successes so why don't you tell everybody exactly what lift fit is and how it came to be
1: Oh uh, fit it's a, a world worldwide streetwear clothing brand um, with heavy influences of fitness, skateboarding, surfing. And it actually came about from my personal training business. So it was never meant to be a clothing brand. Okay, so that's where it stemmed off of.
0: So, so the whole idea, if I remember you telling me correctly, you had your personal training business and mm-hmm. you were like, oh, I'm gonna make some shirts. Yeah. So that the community can wear it and kind of get your brand and, and your fitness business out there, right? right? Right, How did you come up with the term or phrase Lift
1: Fit. that was actually the slogan for my personal training business, oh. okay? And at that time when I was um, making merch or whatever, producing the stuff for my clients, I had already had all this knowledge from creating brands prior. So I just maneuvered really, really quick, you know, so. Gotcha. So
0: what year was that? Because we're going to go through a timeline okay, here. Okay, let me see uh what year was what when i when you were like you know what uh, i think this lift fit brand has legs like it, it can take off i think it was 2012. 2012. The end, at the end of 2012 yeah okay so at the end of 2012 and then this time you're a personal trainer now i'm guessing mm-hmm. you're not making millions of dollars as a personal mm-hmm. trainer mm-hmm. so all of a sudden you have this idea to start this it's now a global brand mm-hmm. what was the first step you did to get it out of your community inside and on more people uh, well, it
1: started locally, like I said, uh, it started with my clients, yeah. you know, we started rocking it and stuff and we posted it on, on social media. And then that started getting traction locally as well from my friends from uh, family and stuff. And then my clients that posted the videos too, as well, of them trading and rocking the shirts, gotcha. it started reaching the local level. And then um, with social media, it started attaching people that I couldn't, you know, get a hold of it. And that's where the, the whole, all right, let me, let me actually start a brand and push it as an sure. e-commerce a brand, you know, and then yeah, Holy that's where I started really scaling
0: So when you start thinking that all right I'm gonna put it on my clients and we're gonna start making videos mm-hmm. Were you making videos with the intention of getting more eyeballs to see it?
1: No, dude, I was literally just making a video because I thought it was cool That's it. I just wanted to show off like all right, this is what I'm doing dude, And like, you're putting friends. it on
0: was it Facebook or Instagram at that time that you're uh,
1: Facebook on? We didn't have Instagram then. Yeah, okay yeah. So you're
0: putting it on Facebook yeah. and before you know it people who are following your friends or your clients they're like hey How do I get that? Yeah and yep. this is when you go, I think I have something here. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, all right, so this goes to show you that sometimes you're running a business, but a better opportunity presents itself. In fact, one of my companies, FitPro Newsletter, which has over 4,000 uh, gym owners who are subscribed, it's a seven-figure business, I started by accident. Um, I send out emails to personal trainers every day, five days a week, uh-huh. and in 2006, personal trainers would respond back to my emails, my marketing emails, and they go, man, you're so consistent, I wish I could be so consistent with my emails. Mm-hmm. Well, when you get enough emails like that, I was like, hey, if I created a software that automatically sends out newsletters for you, we write them and it sends it out, would you buy it? Oh, yeah. So, and we got like thousands of trainers on board for 69 bucks a month, Uh right? And they get the value and, and we get the value. So sometimes your best ideas come from the community saying, I like that. I want that. How do I get more? And you have to be listening. And that's what Randall was doing there. So, right. all right. So let's fast forward a few years. You decide, all right, I'm going to go all in on lift Right. Did you take out a big loan? Did you bring on investors? How, what did you do next?
1: No. So check this. So a lot of people don't believe me. Like these the people that don't know me, you know, like outsiders, yeah. social media, people, whatever. So I started with 300 bucks, Holy God. 300 bucks. That's it. You know, 300 bucks. In like the, the the t-shirt industry or whatever and that the, the clothing it can get you a pretty fair amount of shirts you know okay and um at that time when i first invested into the merchandise you know i was making pretty good money personal training so i can live off of that money personal training so when i first invested at 300 bucks i think i got like about uh 70 something shirts you know and or yeah uh, and then sold all the all that and the profit margins on shirts are pretty good, you know? Sure. Even though I sold it for like 15 at the time for my car. Where clients. did you
0: sell it? Did you have a store? Did you create a website? I oh,
1: did. I sold it straight up out of my trunk, you know? Out of your trunk? Out of my trunk. So
0: $300 gets you 70 shirts. Yeah. The 70 shirts that you then printed your logo and design on. Yep, yep. You started peddling out of your car. Yep. The trunk of your car. Yep and you made enough money back to then buy more shirts, I'm guessing. all the
1: profits I I made from that, or all the money I made from that, that revenue, I just rolled it back over. I didn't even touch it and it snowballed to one SKU, one t-shirt led to the the restock of that t-shirt to another one and literally scaled within years to like a multi-million dollar thing and I didn't touch it. Yeah, people are in disbelief. I'm like, dude, how, it's just simple math. You know, you put everything back in you don't use it, it's gonna grow. It multiplies. You just gotta make sure it keeps selling, you know?
0: That's it, yeah. that's it. So a lesson for all of our people watching and listening to this real quick. Two lessons here, one, delayed gratification. So you could have sold those 300 shirts or the $300 worth of shirts, gotten the money, and you're like, shit, I'm gonna go out and party and, and right. drink, and, right? right? But the reality is you delayed your gratification mm-hmm. and you went all in, and then all in again, and all again, and so in again. one, delay your gratification. Two, our friend Gary uh, Gary Vanderchuck says this all the time, Every single one of us started off with a job at first, and he he owned his own job. He was a personal trainer. You were living off your personal trainer income while going all in on this side gig. Mm -hmm. So what does Gary say? Look, you want to be an entrepreneur, that's great. Don't quit your day job. Bust ass in your day job, and then from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., work on your passion project until that gets legs, and then quit your day job. So two great lessons there from, from Randall. All right, so now you've got this... You're so embedded in the fitness, kind of Mm -hmm. skating, lifestyle space. How do you constantly stay so cutting edge with the brand? Because, like, I'm actually, this is weird. We're not only friends, I'm actually a customer. I own the backpack, (laughs) I have shorts, (laughs) I have shirts, right? Like, so how do you constantly bring up New gear, products, designs to keep it interesting for us to buy. Mm-hmm. So um, I always stay true
1: to like who I am. Okay, so and that that comes with like all my upbringings with the skate culture, music culture, all that that stuff. You know, and I carry that with me with with the brand. You know, so everything I put out, it's all real and it's all like stuff I know. And and you know, I I still keep up to date with like um, the the skate scene and stuff too. You know, so I still skateboard today. Yeah. So. Like I'm just like bringing those influences to the table, you know, to this industry that isn't exposed to that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I'm just combining all these um, things that I'm
0: experiencing and whatnot and, you know. So really we're, what I'm seeing, and I, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know this because I'm also friends with you, is everything that you live, you translate into your brand. Right. Because the reality is other people love what you love. They love the tattoos, they love right. skating, they love surfing, they love lifting. They love that lifestyle, and they go, you know what? I jive with him. So mm-hmm. with this new era of social media, how important is it for you to be transparent and authentic in who you are? Dude, it's very important, and I always tell people, too, like n-
1: not everyone's going to like your 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 taste or your your brand or whatever, and that's okay. But there's going to be millions of other people that do. So yeah. just focus on what you know so when you uh, come across to the public, it's, it's more real. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So that's why I never got into, like, BMX or stuff that I don't know because I really don't know it. I push skateboarding because I know this stuff. You're going to talk to me about skateboarding? We go for days, you know, right. or fitness or bodybuilding. I know that stuff. Been and it the shows, industry. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. if,
0: if all of a sudden you, your greed glands started to secrete and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go into BMXing and mm-hmm. fucking Pilates and mm-hmm. yoga, whatever. Yeah. If you're not authentically in that space, right. th- it's going to show in the brand. Yeah, exactly. But you are authentically in the space here with, like you said, skating and lifting mm-hmm. it. Okay. I love that. So let's say we've got some people watching here and they're like, man, all right, I want to create my own brand. It could be, it could be apparel line. It could be watch line. It could be digital products or services. But they want to use social media because the reality is you are the king of showcasing your life on social media in a way where the rest of us want to go, shit, I really like him. I feel like I know him, like him, trust him. And the more we know, like, and trust you, the more we want to do business with you. So mm-hmm. how does a new young entrepreneur what's the formula for social media to build a no like, and trust factor so that they can have the same level of business potential as you do?
1: I would say be obviously real and authentic. And, I mean, sometimes the harsh reality is is sometimes people haven't lived enough yet to have the history, to have the credibility to showcase what, they wanna, uh, or what brand they want to make. Yes. So, for example, I, I've had tons of streetwear brands before that didn't make it. But no one knows about it because that shit didn't take off right right but now that i've lived through all this 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 life i mean i'm 30 but i felt like i lived through yeah. a, a ton of shit. like going through hardcore shows going through you know skate parks um experiencing a ton of different stuff now i can translate that to the brand and unfortunately people that are really young have not experienced a lot of life to give to the brand yeah so it's it's it's, it's hard but that goes to show, like Lovely. with me, it was trial and error all, all throughout, you know, with my other previous brands. That was just teaching me, you know, it yeah. just led up to this. So, so, you know,
0: I always talk about entrepreneurial scars. And what I mean by that is, is one of the biggest scars that I see new entrepreneurs make is they want the Randall pitch outcome without the Randall Pitch suffering over a yeah. decade and a half, yeah. right? Yeah. And they want the franchise outcome that I have without the decade and a half of suffering. And so one of the training scars or, or entrepreneurial scars that you're going to have as a, as a new business owner is you've got to put the time. It's time under tension, right? Yep. yep. And so with that, you just kind of t- hinted to, I had some businesses and things that didn't work out. So. Yeah. Let's 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 be really honest here. What didn't work out? And did you come from a rich family? Did you like have money or did you have to suffer through this? How, how did it all start?
1: No, I didn't have anything. I grew up like in a section eight housing, okay. you know, government funding, all that stuff. With the, We were really poor, me, a uh, single mother and my older brother. But that didn't stop me, you know, because everything I did, I was just like, I put 110% and just used what I had. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember my first um, business was, I mean, you can call it a business. Um, it wasn't like I was out to make millions of bucks. I just wanted to rock uh, clothes that I made, designs that I made, me and my friends that were skateboarders, you know? It was this brand called uh, Ruckus a long time ago. And, you know, that taught me the process of making t-shirts and whatnot, but uh, it didn't take off. And I was like 14 years old. Holy smoke! so even
0: though the brand failed, you walked away with lessons to apply to your future business lifting. Exactly, and I was 14 years old too, like exposed to all that stuff, you know? How is it that you (laughs) became so entrepreneurial at
1: such a young age? I think it was just, you know, growing up on the streets too, as well Um, with like, you know, like I said, previous uh, interviews and stuff, talk about like my upbringing and whatnot, my hustler mentality. Um, For example, like if I was out skating and and whatnot and um, I needed some money, I was strapped for cash, I would sell something I had extra, of, you know, to to friends and whoever that needed it, like a pair of wheels or a a new deck or my old shoes. I would sell that stuff, you know, because I need to make money and it was just, in my mind, I was like, I just needed more money to, to right, do this, to that. that. I wanted to get this, you know? So I didn't think, of, oh, I'm gonna be this this business dude, you know? Yeah. It's just, that's life for me. Right. Like, I need 20 bucks, all right, I need to sell this. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I mean, you grew up in Long Beach, and and, uh-huh. and back then, especially the area that you grew up in, actually, even now. Even it's, now, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's hot, yeah. It's, it's not the nicest place yeah. to live in. Yeah. Yeah. And so, single mom, taking care of two sons, when you don't have the money, you have to create the money. Right. And so you started to get... So one thing I always talk about to the people who follow me on social media and on my blog and Facebook, et cetera, is that when you don't have the resources, you got to get resourceful, right? right? And that's what you did. You're like, hey, i got an extra deck. I've got an old pair of shoes. Someone's going to want them, Mm -hmm. and you found a way to sell it. And little did you know at the time, that's like the best entrepreneurial lessons you're getting. Yep, yep. And so today, now let's talk about what are some of the, if you could... uh, I don't know, let's say there's a young man here that you're never gonna see again, and you have to give him two to three big lessons about being an entrepreneur. And this is like what he's gonna take away and apply the rest of his life. What would that, those young lessons be?
1: I don't know, be social, be likable too. Okay. You know, always be aware of yourself and, and, and yeah, just be likable. I don't know how, I mean, that, that goes far, you know, as a business person too. Like You wanna be able to be that person where everybody wants to do business with you, but obviously, Have Uh hold core
0: values, you know what I mean? So is there, and dude, is there a secret to being likable? You're a likable guy. Like, have you done something to make yourself likable? Mm, I don't think so, but what what
1: I've learned to do as well as uh, through my, you know, years of growing is... Learning how to read people as well, you know, and I think that's what personal training taught me is to learn how to yes. communicate with different uh, people with different backgrounds, different cultures, different upbringings, you know. I think that was like my key because, uh, you know, we had to sell personal training at corporate valleys. Right. You know, no matter who this this person was, yeah. and I was already covered in tattoos. Like no one wanted to talk to me at that time. You sure. know? I was Like well, this guy's not approachable. But you had to learn how to just break that red wall down and just be likable, get down with 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 the,
0: with the person. Just like you know. Brilliant. You know what I mean? Brilliant. So communication. I always tell people that if you're starting out and you wanna be an entrepreneur, get a job in sales or service. Yeah. And as personal trainers, we, mm-hmm. were, we were in service and sales, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because when you have to sell to someone and they come up with objections, like I can't afford it, I gotta to talk to my spouse, it costs too much, I don't have the time, you have to learn to overcome these objections. And when you approach them, like me, I was, at the time I was bald headed when I was a personal trainer, bald headed, used a lot of steroids, 242 pounds, and I was a competing power lifter. And I would approach Mrs. Jones in the gym and I could see her backing off. Probably no different than when you approach him with your tattoos. Yeah. First impressions I had big old right? holes
1: in my ears too. <laughs> right. I, had, I had like one inch, one- yeah, I remember those. Huge. I remember those.
0: Do you still wear those? <laughs> no, nah, I haven't taken <laughs> them on in a while Yeah, but they were big. I love that. My nephew was rocking those too. Um, so so being able to be liked and understand and read people is the best thing you can do. And one of the best ways to do that is through a sales or service position, right. right? right. All right, what other lessons would you give to someone? So you said, be social, be likable. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to be an entrepreneur, is there some other lesson that, that we can teach them?
1: Not other lessons. I mean, if I were to, to say again, don't listen to what the general public has to say to you. I never took in like, like I mean, yes, school is good, but like the college stuff, you, you have to be aware that those are businesses as well. They got to fund, they got to do, you know, so the world lives off of business. I don't even know how I realized that or what age I did, but I realized it and I was like, all right, you know. Mm -hmm. So you got to keep everything, everything you do, you got to be optimistic about it. You know, you have to keep an open mind and and just realize like this world runs off of business, you know.
0: And that's true because so many colleges, universities, now online universities offer, hey, you right. can get a degree in business. And I see so many people reaching out to me on DM. You've got a massive following. I'm sure they reach out to you. Hey, I'm going to college to get my bachelor's in business or MBA. Right. I don't have any kind of degree or bachelor's or MBA. I barely made it out of high school. I mm-hmm. know it's similar for you, right? Mm-hmm. The best lessons you can get as an entrepreneur, do you either want to come out of a four-year education with $200,000 debt, or do you want to take $200,000 and learn in the trenches?
1: Exactly. And entrepreneurship is is about doing shit no one's done before. That's it. And how the, how the fuck are you going to learn that shit from people that had fucking done it for 10 years prior. Like, I don't want to learn from your ass. I want to learn, f- I want to fucking do this shit and create something new. Yes. Because we're paving the path for the future. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like Elon Musk, you know, like just doing shit that no one ever thought about. And that's how you move the world. That's how you fucking yeah. make the world go around, you know?
0: And, and that leads us to the last, last thing here that I want to share, which is to really think big. Like, if I could summarize, like, I'm, I'm pretty decent at reading people. If I could summarize you, I would say someone who is authentic and is not afraid to think big. Exactly. Elon Musk, like everybody, every other fucking country is like, we're going to go to the moon. And he says, fuck you, I'm going to Mars. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to send a Tesla to Mars. <laughs> like, like, that's how big we need to think. Yeah. He decides he doesn't like the fact that there's traffic between here and San Francisco. So he goes, I'm going to make a tunnel underneath, right? Yeah. Think bigger. Think bigger. Right. One of the ways that Fit Body Boot grew for me was I saw the outdoor boot camp model. I was running the outdoor boot camp models, and I knew that it rains, it snows, it gets dark. It, we have so many things that work against us in the outdoor boot camp model. And I said, what if I brought that indoors? And try, And every, the entire industry, IDEA, URSA, ACE, was telling me that's never going to work. It's a stupid idea. Now we're on yeah, the list yeah, on yeah. Inc. 5000, right? Yeah. An entrepreneur list. So think big, be authentic. Is there any last uh, parting words you want to leave with our audience here? Uh, as far as
1: being like entrepreneur or whatever?
0: Entrepreneurial or just or just, just
1: achieving their dreams. Yeah, just like what you said, people are going to think your, your idea is stupid or whatever. I mean, you're the only one that's going to know that, that truly that this is going to make it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because when I thought uh, it was going to blow up, like, hey, this is the next thing, this is the next I would tell people and to a point where I just started sh- shutting up because people are like, yeah, okay, okay. right? You know, doubt- so many times we're like, not, okay, this is another clothing line, okay. Then I got to a point where I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna shut up and just work on this by myself yeah. and do it and show them through, through my, my progress, you know? Such a great so lesson. So work
0: in silence. Work in silence, that's it, work in silence because who you share your dreams with determines whether those dreams get legs and fly or if they die, man. I, I'm convinced that like, I just wanna share my dreams with entrepreneurs, other entrepreneurs. The reality is I don't even share a lot of my big aspirations with my close family. No. Because they, yeah. we come from a foreign country, they're closed-minded, adds a risk. What if you lose $3 million in that process? What if I make $30 million in the process? Exactly. Like that's the way I look at it. What if I make $30 exactly. million, right? Cool. So, Randall, dude, this has been, one, an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Empire Podcast. And number two, how can people find you if they want to connect with you or learn from you on, on social media or websites? What do you got?
1: Um, my personal website has all my info on there. It's randall-pitch.com. I don't know who the hell took randall-pitch.com. Someone did. They're going to probably try to sell it to me watch later. Right. But, yeah, you can find all the info there, my all my brands there, and all my social media links, the YouTube, Instagram. It's, it's all on there. So randall-pitch.com.
0: There you go, folks. And, of course, we'll put this in the show notes for you. And, again, if you enjoyed this show, please make sure to like, subscribe, and share. Vampire podcast. Let's build a lot more entrepreneurs so they don't go to college and come out with tremendous debt. By- <laughs> drop out. No. Seriously, no. I've I've had eight people. I've helped eight people drop out of college when they're half. They're almost halfway through. One guy who works for me upstairs right now. Uh, he's, he's got six months to go and I just, just drop out. You don't need more debt. Just work for me. I'm going to give you five-year education while I pay you. Right, right. Right. It's the best thing he can do. So again, share this, like this, subscribe to us, comment, obviously, give us five stars and nothing less because that's what we deserve. And thank you so much for watching. We love you. Peace out.